Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Gabriel Tenorio Strings. Uh, their website is thegts.co. Gabriel is a super cool guy up in Los Angeles who makes strings uh, the handmade way. Literally, I mean, there's there's a few companies out there claiming that they have handmade strings. He literally, like not the figurative literal, the literal literally makes these strings with his hands. Like I've watched him do it at uh, NAM a, a, a year ago. Yeah, and he hosts this great big party for builders up at NAM. It's fantastic. He gets tacos and beers for everyone. He, we're just big fans of this guy. He's real sweetheart. But anyways, he makes these strings by hand with his fingers. He takes the core of the string. He takes like these round, uh, these round cores, and he puts them on this vintage machine used for. Thousands of years, I'm going to assume, for making mariachi strings. He puts it on the machine, and then this, this spins the string, and he takes the winding and hand guides the winding onto this round core string. And then he does a fancy little silk job at the ball end mm-hmm. and makes these beautiful strings one by freaking one by hand. It's incredible to watch. It's it's really a treat. Uh, people love his strings. Daniel Tyak of Salvage Custom, uh, he had a set of his of those strings on his Jaguar for over a year. They might still be on there to this this day. Yeah, they were long lasting. And he would hand me the guitar and be like, "Hey, how old do you think these strings are?" I would strum it and be like, "Ah, oh, they sound you know they sound decently bright." Did you put them on like a week or two ago? And he'd be like, "No, these strings have been on here over a year now." So. I don't know what it is. Gabriel's got some uh, got some funky magic in his sweat or something. The strings come out beautiful. They last forever, apparently. Uh, he'll come up with custom sets for you. Go check them out at, uh, what is it? TheGTS.co. Yep. This episode is also brought to you by Barefoot Buttons. They're the barefoot button of buttons. You're going to want to put them on your pedals. They're going to make your pedals look better. They're going to make the, uh, the buttons... The, the switches, easier to get to with your feet. You've heard us talk about them before. You know we love them. Uh, there's, you can get them custom printed now. Like if you have a business and you want to get your is, logo. Is that fully, is that full flesh? Oh, I, yeah, because I, I guess we know some people who are working on that right yeah, now. Yeah, we know we? some people are getting them printed. Uh, go check that out. If you have a business or you have like a giveaway you want to do with your friends or like get a custom thing on there, I think there's a minimum of a certain amount of buttons you have to get. But uh, if you're committed to the concept, it's really cool, and they turn out looking great. So go check out Barefoot Buttons right now. Barefootbuttons.com. Is that the address, Steve? That is the address. This episode is also brought to you. We have a three-sponsorship episode. We're regular Mark Marins over here. <laughs> um, that's not true. If we were Mark Marins, we'd have 12 sponsorships, right? Am I, am uh, I right? I have no idea. Watch. This is the episode he chooses to listen to. Hi, Mark. Anyways, this episode is also brought to you by Cusack Music. Yep. Uh, Cusack Music is rolling out a few new pedals right now. And the one that we are talking about today is the Orthrus, their high gain distortion. This thing is pretty freaking cool. I only got to play with it for a couple minutes today because uh, it arrived today. I'm going to push out a video sometime this week. Uh, I want to crank this thing out as soon as possible because it just came out. It's a high gain distortion sort of thing. 
lots of really aggressive sounds locked up in this box. Mm -hmm. The trick with it, because there's always a little trick with Cusack pedals. Yeah. He likes to do these little things. Uh, it has a selectable boost switch on this momentary second foot pedal mm -hmm. here. Uh, you can either select a 3 dB boost, a 6 decibel boost, or a 9 decibel boost. Or you hold down uh, both switches right, and then release and then re-engage. And it changes that momentary boost switch into a hard kill switch. Nice. So you can do like hard stuttering, <clears throat> like on and off effects. Like you want to like flutter it off and on. You can do it with your foot on this momentary switch. It's it's a ton of fun, guys. Like, yep. And these when, are uh, these are when he was describing the pedal to me over uh, Facebook Messenger. I was like, "Yes, that sounds cool. That's a high gain distortion I want to play with because I just love the idea of a momentary kill switch on anything. That's just a lot of fun. You throw that before like a delay and get repeats on that hard chop. That's going to be a blast off. As I believe all Cusack pedals at this point." Uh, Feature the Orthos also features the uh, uh, relay bypass, so they're soft touch switches. They're great. Uh -huh. They're uh, Cusack. I think was one of the first guys in the industry to really embrace that. At least one of the first ones that I knew about. Cusack was the first to do a lot of things. He's been around for quite a while, and he like innovated a lot of things that people don't realize he innovated. Yeah. So we're really stoked to be working with uh, Cusack Music. Finally, check them out. The rest of their lineup at Cusack music.com and look forward to that Orthrus demo hitting the hitting our YouTube this week. Yeah, it's going to be hot and steamy right on the uh right on the YouTube dining room table. Come and get it. We got a new demo sometime this week, not today. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe they're listening on a Tuesday and it's already Yeah. Out. <laughs> if you're listening on a Tuesday, the demo's definitely out. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you are listening to... 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. That's who we are. That's our intro. That's what we do. I'm not going to apologize for it. We are so sponsored this week. Super sponsored. Well, those, those uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. It's a blessing to be sponsored. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel hashtag blessed, Steve? Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Let's jump straight into some ads, huh? Uh, yeah. Um, we'll do housekeeping after the first ad. Sure. Or the second. Or ad. the second. Or we'll do it after we're we'll, done recording we'll the show. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah, we'll do what we want. All right. Uh, this first ad was sent to us by Aaron Abubo. I'm going to read the story first. It's a good story. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, here we go. Whoa! Sorry. You okay, Steve? Uh, some a-hole from NYC came to town, slept with my girlfriend, and left the most annoying instrument known to man. Oh, I hate it when that happens. And or woman. It's 2017 at my house. Don't ask. So, I want it gone. Much like him, the instrument is useless. <laughs> but here I am, letting my personal bias taint the beauty of this air-blown key thing known as the melodica. Oh, man. It's got a nice color design, which I think is pretty sharp, as well as a strap for your hand to keep it steady while you play. Kind of like how that two-timing discounted pair of yoga pants played me. Oh my I gosh. digress. Come grab it for $100 or best offer. I'll throw in a MacBook. And also, I'll throw in a MacBook charger because I'm a good guy. Busily, as you can all imagine. He's got this picture of a melodica. I don't know. Um, 
if this is like a fancy melodica or what, but a fancy melodica, a hundred bucks sounds really expensive. It does for look like a more premium melodica. Like it looks bigger than melodicas I've seen. And it looks like the plastic is made out of some sort of fancy plastic, but come on, a melodica is still a plastic piano that you blow through with your mouth. You know, you wrap your lips around a hot plastic tube and you make accordion noises. You don't even what with, with your mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's an evolved kazoo, right? A lot of players who take themselves so seriously are going to be pissed when they listen to this episode. So I actually just found this specific model, the Honer Airboard. Uh-huh. 37 key melodica and it is $99 new. This guy wants this guy wants retail? I don't think so. This was used by a cheating hippie. But you got to get that cheating hippie yes, discount. Yes, 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 yes. So I agree uh, that it's not worth $100, but it's still worth way more than I thought a it was. A dirty, filthy hippie spit into this thing. We don't know that it was a dirty, filthy hippie. And then this dude, he's spitting it too. Look at him. He's spitting it in right now in the picture. Maybe that's just a stock photo. That's it's, it's not. That's a stock photo, Steve. You think that's a stock photo? You think he went and went on Getty and and he, he paid that forty dollars to license that photo for his uh kihihihi ad? <laughs> Did we ever figure out if if kihihihi is uh? It's Canadian Craigslist. It's Canadian Craigslist. Okay, what was the one that's Mormon Craigslist? KSL. That's right. They all start with K. I'm confused, Steve. They're not. Uh, they're not good. And then there's Gumtree. I think Gumtree is Australian Craigslist, yeah. but it might also just be UK. There's one in the UK and there's one in uh, Australia. They might both be Gumtree. Who knows? But yeah, uh, sucks for this guy. I hope his story is made up and not real. I have a feeling it's not. You think this is a fabrication? No, I mean it's not made up. Oh, you think it's real? Yeah. You think his his girlfriend really ran away with a dirty melodica playing hippie? I never thought of a melodica as a hippie instrument. Why do you think it's a hippie instrument? Because he says so. That is a no. He doesn't. Oh, he says yoga pants. He's talking about, about the girl. His girl. His right. ex girl is a two timing pair of yoga pants. I heard yoga pants, and I thought he was using yoga pants as a slur for the god. No. Do you, so? Do you think this guy's angrier or a real life misogynist? I don't know. Like I, can't, he can't, I can't judge him by this ad. At one point, he does say, slept with my girlfriend. Um, but then he refers to his girlfriend as a discounted pair of yoga pants. Is that is that justified misogyny? I don't justified know. Justified objectification? I mean, she wronged him. She did wrong she him. She gone done wronged him. He's in his... He's in his uh, He's in his cycle of grief over here. I don't know. I mean, this guy's also asking $100 for this. That's the part where he's an asshole. And you know any guy who says, because I'm a good guy, probably isn't a good guy. He's probably not. So maybe she was already on her way out anyway. Wait a minute. And was just looking for an exit. Why is he throwing in a MacBook charger? Oh, that was left by the guy. uh, Maybe. So he's just like getting rid of all the stuff that this dude left in his house. I have no idea. Which is a melodica and a, a MacBook charger. <laughs> oh, man. Revenge ads. Gotta love them, right? Right. All right. We got a, we got a topic suggestion this week from uh, Timothy Gregory. He wants to know about dual drives. Um, and all I can say is I don't know much about dual drives. Uh, that's, not, that's only partially true. Well, you know about them in concept. I don't really know much about the ones that he wants to know about right. necessarily. Right. Um, 
But let me pull up his uh, full question here. He says, uh, dual stage slash channel drive pedals, i.e. double barrel, full tone, uh, analog man. Why do I want one? Compare features. Why would it be better than having two single drives on my board? Um, so the biggest benefit to dual drives is that they're space savers. Yeah. Um, they're space savers. A lot of times, uh, if you're getting, uh, and they're money savers. Like, you know, you talk, he mentions, um, one of the JHS ones, but, uh, like, was it the, what's the dual, what's the, like the Calhoun is a dual drive. Yeah. And it, uh, I think it's driving fuzz. Driving fuzz. So, so sometimes you get like two effects that you really want and you get them in the same box. Um, well, the Calhoun is like Mike Campbell's right, like signature, like, hey, want to sound like me, kids? Yeah. Here you go. Um, going back, I mean, my first, um, the first dual drive I owned was the Visual Sound Jekyll and Hyde, uh-huh. uh, which is a Tube Screamer clone on one side and a Marshall Governor clone on the other side. So you kind of get your low, low to mid gain overdrive on one side. And you get your throaty Marshall distortion on the other side. Right. So you get all your bases covered. Um, and that's the upside is like you get a lot of versatility. In that case, it did not come in a smaller package. But with a lot of them That was now, a big pedal. Uh, with a lot of them now, they do come in smaller boxes. Yeah. Sometimes you can even get them in like a compact box. Um, I've, I, actually, I've actually... Have you owned any uh, dual drives? Um, or owned sheesh. many? I can't any think of many? any off the top of my head. I'm in the camp that I would rather mix and match, right? Well, like, I mean, all like, the time. We we had the kilt. Uh, That's a. I do we count ones that have do you a count drive built boost? boost? Some people do. Well, because like he mentions the full because drive. I, actually, I really like the the ruby red, which is Butch Walker's signature JHS right. pedal. I I really like that thing, but it's it's a it's a super bolt and with, and a boost and a boost. So. I think, you know, I, mean, the I benefit, guess it depends the, on implementation. I know. The benefit with that one is that you can reverse the order super quickly. So it's like, do you want to boost before your drive or do you want it after? Like, you can, like, be really indecisive. You don't have to take stuff off your board. Um, it's great in that way. Yeah. Uh, I, I, because he mentions a full tone and the full tone full drive, I believe, is drive and boost. And um, a lot of people rave about that setup. The issue that I've had with at least some of the drive boost combos I've used is that a lot of the times if the pedal's not engaged, like the boost isn't independent. Right. And for me, that's a killer. Like I want to be able to boost my signal whether that's, or not I'm driving it. That's the great thing about the kilt and the uh and the Ruby Red, and I'm sure they've done this on other JHS pedals now, is that the boost is independent. Yeah. Like that's brilliant. Like if you that's a big thing that bums me out about the Palisades. I love the Palisades. I almost never use the boost because mm-hmm. the boost isn't independent. And I need, a lot of times when I'm boosting, I've got other things on other than the Palisades. Yeah. So, and a lot of times I like to put the Palisades before other drives. So the boost doesn't give me that that full, you know, like after drive clean boost that I like to get. Um, I mean, still it's a useful boost. It's still useful. I just, I would have rather have the Palisades without that whole boost section on the side and save some space with it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm in the camp that I don't really get dual drives. 
like going back to JHS, like we're loving them and we're trashing them this episode. Um, they put a lot of drives together and a lot of things together in single pedals. They do custom builds and things like that. And right. like, they do signature builds for various artists. It's like, I'm so ADD with my pedal board. I'm mm-hmm. always changing things. I've never been like, yeah, I always want these two pedals well, like joined at the And hip. I mean, that's the big downside with the dual drive is if you love both pedals, then you're saving space. If you don't love them both, then you're wasting space. If you space. only love one of them, then you're just stuck. Yeah. I don't know. If you, people buy them. People obviously oh, buy yeah. them. So if they're buying them, there's obviously people who love them yeah. and like the concept of them. And you know, I think you got to track those people down and ask them why they want that because I can't answer it for yeah. you. I had, I have, uh, so I had the old, uh, it was the version one red uh, visual sound Jekyll and Hyde. I had a pedal called the, um, is from a company that now defunct SBN pedals dual eagle, which was two tube screamers in one box. Uh-huh. Uh, they were, as far as I know, they were identical, uh, but the, um, it was just the idea of having you could have access to do two different flavors of tube right. screamer. Like I feel you like set that the makes, however you want. Makes more sense to me though. Like Well, a lot of people were like stacking tube screamers. Yeah. Um I had the Or like getting two different sounds of the same like same variety of pedal. Right. I had the uh, BYOC um OD two, which was a tube screamer boost in uh-huh. one box. Um, I've used a full drive too. I didn't, I'm, that might've been a wheel of pedals pedal that like I borrowed for a bit or something. Uh, I don't remember why I had one, but I remember having it. I th- maybe I'm just imagining I had it. I had a Tim for a while, which is a harder to get. Uh-huh. That's a, again, that's also a drive boost, but the boost has a little more hair on it. You can dial it in to be, yeah. be kind of hairy. Um, do I have? I feel like I've got something that's a dual drive right now, but I'm going. Must, if I was must ever, just be my imagination. Something I've always wanted, and if I ever have a dual drive, this will be it. I've always wanted two DoD two fifties in the same box that you could stack. That you could stack, and maybe like add a tone co- control to each mm. one, like some kind of tone. I bet. So. I feel like somebody's got to do that. They probably do. But like I doubt they do it exactly the way that it right. is in my head. It's I feel like it's do you need the be, sort of thing where I need to commission it or I need to try to build it do myself. You, do you want to be able to um, switch order? No, it doesn't matter because they'd be identical. Yeah, but if you have one set one way and one set the other, like maybe you want to run Dude, it in it's, different orders. It's two knobs for each right. pedal. Um, let's uh, let's just build it. Oh, I don't need another project. Let's just build it. Just buy them. I'll I'll, I'll do it. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, it, with you, all the time you, that I have. Yeah, you uh, you you get on that, Steve. Right after you finish your ring modulator. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? An eight year project now? Oh, I forget that thing exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got that. Uh, I built that. Uh, uh, true bypass blender for you pretty fast. I just took me months to rehouse it. Yeah, I still don't know if that thing works right. It should. Yeah, that's what you say. I don't know. The last time I tried to use it, it was like a, a head scratcher. 
I couldn't figure it out. I need to see what's going on with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it anyways. I know this hasn't been a, hasn't been a super helpful uh topic where we've answered everyone's questions but we've discussed it i guess yeah i mean there's a there's a few out there that are pretty popular and for a reason like people find ways to use it um but like i said it really just depends on what you're looking for and what you're trying to get out of it i mean as much as in my head i'm like oh i want this flavor and that flavor and whatever like right now i've got three drives on my board and really, I probably only need one. I maybe two. I usually have three drives on my board. Usually, like a fuzz, a light drive, and then oh, like, I didn't even count a fuzz. And I guess then I like got four, and then like an amp flavored drive. Right. Um, I wish I could have five or six drives. I love stacking drives. I love having lots of flavors. Right. Well, I'm thinking like what I have versus what I what I need. Like, yeah. I mean, what yeah. does Steve wants? What does Steve needs? Really? <laughs> ah, that was unexpected. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Timothy, yeah, I don't know how helpful that was, but it's a whole world out there. And then the There's answer, th- the real answer here is figure it out for yourself, Timothy. Why are you asking a bunch of chuckleheads like us to make gear decisions for you? Oh, my gosh. Come on, Timothy. Time to grow up and make your own gear decisions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making fun of you, Tim. <laughs> What are we drinking tonight, Steve? All right, uh, we got this uh, Heathen Brewing Highland Charge Barrel Aged We Heavy Scotch Ale. Uh, we're going to be drinking for the next couple episodes. Um, we need this episode, next episode. Yes, uh, this uh, a couple beers we got from Heathen Brewing. These were sent by Jeff Kunkel, who I believe is a brewer at Heathen Brewing. He sent us an email. Back in the ancient days of 2015, yep. said, hey, I work for a brewery. Whenever we bottle stuff, maybe I can send you something. Back in 2015. And uh, we sent him the shipping address and everything, and then it kind of just went by, and we forgot about it and never really thought about it. And then this package just showed up. Yeah, this week. And uh, so he sent us a, a letter to kind of talk about it a bit. Uh, the Highland Charge is a Scottish Wee Heavy style beer. Uh, It has been barrel aged. Um, It is not released. And he says we might be the first people outside of the brewing team to try it. Um, I will say that as far as we have go, I don't remember ever having any of this smooth. It's pretty damn smooth. In kind of like, it's sweet. It's sweet and smooth. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's. And I mean, Scottish ales do tend yeah. to be on the sweet, like a, have a sweet note to it. I feel like I, I'm not tipsy yet from drinking it, but I feel like... It might just be because you're sitting. I'm feeling the tipsiness in my lungs. Like I'm breathing out alcohol Yeah, right now. this is really cool. The uh, both, this one uh, and the one we'll be drinking next episode uh, have the caps uh, coated in wax. So right. they that melted wax. It's like thing. that maker's mark sort of thing. Yeah, and then they... Uh, they stamped the cap with their logo. Oh, really? Uh, so that's really cool. Oh, that is cool. Uh, it's like a, a tiki mask, I guess. Is that a tiki mask? Is there a picture of it? Some on kind there? of little idol on it. Looks like that. You're you know all about tiki's. Is that a tiki mask? Yeah, that's pretty tiki-ish. Yeah, I'd say that's tiki. Um, yeah, I I think it's good. It's definitely a very strong beer. Yeah. I wouldn't call this a session beer. Like this is like oh my gosh. You split you split this bomber with a friend like we're doing, and then you talk about it. That's what you do with this yeah. beer. Yeah, I I really like it. I wish uh, I wish they like this is a 
a bottle that if I could find it near me, I would go out of my way to get it. Oh, interesting. Say like, it'd have to be like, I wouldn't go that far out of my way because I'm lazy. But right. But if it was in San Diego, if I saw it on like a brewing list, at a, or not a brewing list, but on a tap list, I would order it for sure. I really mm. like this. It is yummy. Um, all right, let's hit this next ad. Let's do it. This is a uh, Sun. Sent to us by Domvin Ford. T50C, sent to us by Domvin Ford. I already said that, Steve. Uh, uh, Dom- I, when I saw this ad, I knew it was from Domvin because I know he's a he's a Sun fanatic yeah. these days. This says four hundred fifty dollars, and he says early two thousand Sun T50C. Everything working. I decided to chop the combo into a head and use it with another cab. I'll throw in the original speaker. Trades welcome. Solar face fender amps. Vintage organs. No pedals. Um, so he's gonna throw on the speaker. So I don't know the value of these things. Neither do I. I know I don't think that they're like super high dollar amps. They're kind of like a niche market where the people who love them love them, but there's enough of them to like uh, satisfy the market. Yeah, you see Sun uh, stuff. I guess I feel I feel like you see them on like in Doom bands a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're that great big like here you go crank this thing all the way up sort of amp. Um, it's interesting that he chopped the combo down to be a head. That's not totally uncommon. Um, it's interesting that, uh, it's sitting outside on like an outdoor coffee table. It's also interesting that there's a couch outside behind it with like a jigsaw sitting on it, Mm -hmm. like a handheld black and Decker electric jigsaw what's most interesting about this ad is that there's a revolver on the table sitting right in front of the amp right in front of the amp right there and i like my first instinct when i saw this ad is that if i went and picked up this this amp instead of paying i'd be playing the guy a game of uh russian roulette oh my god for the amp like whoever walks away gets the amp like that's the message i'm getting from this gun just casually laying out in front of the amp you know, gun for scale. It's kind of weird. Like, do you th- is that a real? Gu- I mean, it's Texas, so we assume it's a real gun. But something about the picture just makes it look like a toy to me. It, it looks like a gun that I owned when I was a kid. It does have that element to it. Where you're like, oh, could that be just like a really involved like cap gun? But no, I think that's a real gun. That's a real gun. And then we kind of asked about it. We're like, is this... Because you uh, don't see toy guns like that anymore. And if it was a toy gun that was just sitting outside, it would be all sun-faded. Well, maybe he brought it. Dirty. Maybe his kid brought it outside. And yeah, his kid there. was playing with a gun just left outside. I mean, anything's possible. It's Texas, right? It's, it's Texas. Actually, we somebody threw that out in the Facebook group. was like, well, this, this isn't Texas. So is that just a Texas thing? You know, he had to put his gun down because uh, he had to use his hands to operate the camera. Uh, but I guess and, That's what's you know, it's on. one of those things where you just know everybody... Uh, in Texas is carrying, but that just like he was you, like you don't need to see it because you already know. He was like, "Oh, I got to get my camera out to take a picture of this amp to sell on Craigslist." Ah, oh, darn it, my gun's in the way. Here, I'll just put my gun on the table so I can get my camera out of my out of my pocket. Just leave the leave the gun right here on the table. Yeah, it's a it's a piece, man. I don't know. All right. Um, you want to get into some Let's housekeeping? Let's take a break. Let's do a little housekeeping. I want to thank Rob Pandola Jr. for uh, supporting us at welcome. the Inner Circle level. Welcome to the Inner Circle, Rob. $10 a month. Uh, if you want to know more about supporting us, uh, you can head over to 60cyclehumcast.com. Click on support the show. Um, 
I won't say that we couldn't do the show without fan support because we started at, we could with do, no budget. We could do it, but we definitely couldn't do the cool things that we've been able to do. We wouldn't be able to bring you product demos. Uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, the thing that Ryan is going to talk about in a minute, which is upgrade uh, kind of our amp rig setup. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't be able to produce merch. We wouldn't be able to do travel, really. Yeah. I might be going to Summer Nam this year on the Inner Circle's bill. Like, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys a ton for supporting. And if, like I said, if you want to know more, head on over to the website. Yep. Uh, so. This topic, we're gonna do a little mean topic and yeah. talk. Like, up, I'm gonna update you guys on my amp journey because I, I committed a few episodes back to doing a uh, an amp journey this year. Amp journey, yeah. Amp uh, journey. What amp was the hashtag? Journey. People were coming up with oh, Ryan Amp Teen or something like that. I don't know, man. Yeah, something like that. I didn't. I don't think I saw it. So one of my big goals was well, first first things first. I mm-hmm. bought a Boss Katana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off of Sweetwater this week. Is that actually a good deal? I didn't I didn't bother to It's l- an okay deal. It's a good enough deal that I felt good pulling the trigger and taking a loss if when I sell it. It might become my go-to like office practice amp or something like that cuz they actually look like Does it have a headphone out? Yeah. It has all that stuff. You can direct record your computer with it and stuff too. <clears throat> yeah, so it might be like my office amp. But someone on the Facebook group, I'm so sorry, I don't remember who you are. They were, uh, well, Casey Babcock put out a post saying like, oh, I'm looking for a cheap, like, like solid state or like versatile amp for my, mm-hmm. uh, for my ruckus room for when guys come over and want to oh, jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. And someone suggested this amp. They're like, hey, this thing's 200 bucks on Sweetwater right now. It's the 50-watt Boss Katana. And I was like, that sounds like something I should demo because I have a feeling that will get us lots of views on YouTube. And also, I'd love to kind of just mess around with it and see what they're about. I got to play with them at NAMM a little bit. Yeah. And they sounded good through headphones, but I want to hear it uh, through a speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, should so, plug it into one of these Carvin. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to move those right half now. Half stack things. You but uh, yeah, I pulled the trigger on Sweetwater and I had... I have never bought anything from Sweetwater before. Mm-hmm. I had to like put in my information and stuff. Literally like a minute and a half after pulling the trigger on Sweetwater, yeah. I get a phone call. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this phone call? I it's coming. I've never seen this area code before. I answer the phone. It's Robert from from uh from Sweetwater. And this is how good how how you know that the uh, the customer service was good. I remember that his name is Robert. I don't care for sales. Ryan, what's my name? Your name is Steve, but I don't care for salespeople. And I'm typically like getting out of the situation as quickly as I can whenever I'm talking to one. Robert completely disarmed me, Steve. (laughs) He got me on the phone. You have that. I thought you were missing like 30 pounds when I came over. I know, right. (laughs) I've got no arms anymore. Uh, he, He got me on the phone. He's like, Ryan, you just ordered an amp from us. I said, yes, I did. And he's like, I'm so sorry. It's back ordered. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, Robert. What are we going to do? And in my head, I was remembering scenarios I've gone through with other companies. Uh, I'll just say they, they, there's centers where you can buy guitars. Oh. Where when something is back ordered, 
Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's a friend who happens to be a musician. When something is backordered, they just <laughs> shoot you. They just shoot you an email and say, "Hey, we're out of that. Your order's canceled." Right. Take a hike, buddy. Mm-hmm. We, we're not going to send you this amp because we ran out, and that was the price until we ran out. Robert gets me on the phone. Ryan, we're backordered. He tells me, and I say, "Oh no, we've done this part of the story, but I'm repeating it." I, and then he's like. We're getting a shipment tomorrow. I think those are all going to be spoken for. We're not getting another shipment for a week, Ryan. And I said, a week? That's fantastic. Yes, just send it to me in a week. That sounds great. And he says, I'm I'm glad that we could work this out. And then he starts to change gears. And he says, Ryan, I noticed that this is your first time shopping with Sweetwater. (laughs) And he starts to ask me this question. I'm I'm assuming he's going to ask me, who were you shopping with before? Like this and that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. Telling you how you're dumb for not shopping with them sooner. And instead of going to that, he asks me, what kind of amp are you currently using? And I'm like, well, uh, uh," and I was taken back. I was like, well, I I, I use a Princeton mostly. Mm -hmm. And then he goes into like a minute and a half of him telling me all about his own personal rig. And he's like, yeah, I've been using this. I've been using that. You know, I've been messing with a Kemper. I really like it. But sometimes this and that. And I was like, this guy is talking actual gear talk to me right now. And I'm like talking back to him like, oh, yeah, this is my opinion on that. And I've got one of these. Yeah. And we talked. We just talked like an actual like person to person chat about actual gear for like a good three or four minutes, which is a lifetime for me when I'm talking to a salesperson. Yeah. And then he ended the conversation. And I was like, hey, thanks. Uh thanks for being patient. Thanks for waiting for the order. We really appreciate it. Thanks for shopping with Sweetwater. And then he was gone like a ghost. And I was just left sitting there thinking about Robert and all the fun times we had on the phone. (laughs) But like, it was a completely like personable, like interesting and fun conversation. And I was just completely impressed by, uh, by Sweetwater. Robert, uh, Robert's probably going to be calling you regularly. He might be my new best Uh, friend. Maybe like once every month or two to check in on me, to check in and see if, see what else you need for your your gear. Did you tell him you're on an amp journey? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Dude. Every time a new product rolls out, you're going to get a phone call. Hey Ryan, where are you on your amp journey? I'm not afraid. If Robert calls me, I'm going to talk to him. Let me, uh, let me, uh, and you know, tell you about the new Vox amps. I'm looking forward to that sweet, sweet candy that I know comes with Sweetwater orders. I haven't ever gotten a Sweetwater candy run before, so I'm stoked about that. So that was my first amp purchase of the week. This Mm -hmm. was like on Wednesday. Yeah. Today's Friday. Uh, I've been watching. Uh, AC15s, Vox AC, AC15s on Craigslist uh-huh. for a while now. And there was one that's been on there, and the guy was saying that he had another ad for a uh, a speaker cab that has another speaker in it, obviously. And I was looking around for it today, like still window shopping it. I was like, hey, that speaker cab's not on Craigslist anymore. What am I going to do? I go, I don't know if I want to buy this if I can't get the extra speaker cab. Mm-hmm. So I email him like, you still got that speaker cab? Yeah, I still got it. You want to come take a look? Uh, well, here's my, here's, I'm going to lowball you. And I sent him a lowball price because he was asking basically 400 for the amp and uh, 250 for the cab, but then 600 if you get them both together. Right. So he was going to knock off 50 bucks if you get them both together. I wrote him back and was like, listen, I really would rather do 
550 for both of them together, which is knocking off $50 off of this deal. Yeah. He comes back with a 575. Mm-hmm. I think about it for a couple hours. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. So I went and bought an AC15 and a speaker cab today. Uh, let me pull up my picture of the speaker. I already forgot what model it is. It's a Celestian Blue. Yeah, it's a Celestian Blue. So that's uh, like a $200. Oh, like shoot. that speaker brand new, I think, is like 230 Yeah, yeah. They're in the mid-200s. So the way I broke this down in my head is that I'm pretty sure I can sell that amp for 350 if I decide mm-hmm. I don't like it. I know I can sell it for 400 it. But if I want to move it quick, I can sell it for three fifty. Right. Um, so that is that leaves a hundred and twenty five. For no, it leaves two twenty five on the table. If you sell it for three fifty, yeah, the what I've paid it sent leaves two twenty five on the table. Yeah, this is what you worked right. out. So, so this is what I worked out, and then my thought was, if I take because uh, here's another thing I got to talk about later, but I can take that speaker out. And put it in another cab, uh-huh. and then sell the speaker cab for like fifty bucks. Yeah, it just looks like a real basic speaker cab. It means that I got that. It's got uh, I think they call them butt joints. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, if I can sell that empty cab for 50, 50 bucks, which I don't think will be hard. Mm-hmm. I think that'll go pretty quick. Um, then I am basically paying one seventy five for a two hundred dollar for. $240 speaker that yeah. I'm probably going to keep. I'm going to keep that speaker. That's a that's a really great speaker. That's one of, you know, that speaker is one of the few it's true kind of like a, AC, like Vox right. upgra- upgrades because it is, a, it is a recognized, you know. It's but it's those, like a baseline famous, like a benchmark speaker. Yeah. Like you yeah. say, here's this amp through the speaker. People are like, I know what that speaker is supposed to sound like. I'm, right, I know what to expect. Well, and that's the speaker that gets credit a lot of the time for when people say, like that the Beatles played, you know, Shea Stadium with AC30s and they weren't mic'd up or whatever. Right, right. Is a lot. It's like a lot of that credit claim is. I think the uh, the Celestian Al Nickel Blue is has like a sensitivity of like a hundred and one or a hundred and two dBs per watt. Right. Which is literally like your typical, I want to say like your Celestian Greenback is around 97, 98 dB. So a three decibel difference, God, we're getting a little nerdy here. But <laughs> a three decibel difference uh, is the equivalent to... Is it like doubling? I think doubling your wattage. Yeah. So I think tenfold is going from like is like a six dB increase. Yeah. Which your ears perceive as like double volume. Well, I and a three dB increase your ears perceive as like double power. I uh, I plugged the 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 amps in and run ran both speakers when I picked them up today, and I ran them at full power through that AC fifteen. Mm-hmm. I know it's only fifteen watts, but it was loud. Yeah, it was shaking stuff in the how room. Was it, how was it like? How is it compared to your Princeton? Because your Princeton's twelve watts. It, yeah, the Princeton gets loud, but the Princeton drives really early. Mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't play it with a loud drummer, but right. I feel like the AC fifteen is going to hold up with a drummer just fine. Um, that's a loud amp. It's yeah. heavy too. It's way bigger than the Princeton and heavier, right? For sure. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm stoked about that. And now talking uh, the, the the third part of my amp journey. Mm-hmm. Another thing I did this past week. I don't uh, know if I've heard this. Remember you have. Remember last episode I was talking about those eBay cabinets. 
Oh yeah, they yeah. were like seventy five bucks, yeah. and then twenty five bucks shipping. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to get two of these, and those will be my uh, speaker testing cabs for right. videos. Um, I thought about it the next day, and we just so happened to have some friends come over for dinner that night. Right, our good friend Cassidy came over with his wife and his and his kid, and I was like, Hey, Cassidy, you're a woodworker. Look at this uh, this cab on eBay that I'm thinking about buying two of these. Um, do you think you would be able to, you know, cut a profit if, you know, if instead of paying this guy uh, 200 bucks for two of these, I paid you $300 for two of them because mm-hmm. I want to like help out my friend and put money in my friend's pocket. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can do those for 200. I was like, no, Cassidy, I want to give you 300. <laughs> <laughs> I, but my thought was like, I know Cassidy can do really good woodworking. What's his hashtag? I can build that. Uh, oh, shoot. Now I feel or terrible. Just, I think I can build that. I think I can do that or something like that. I think it's, uh, I can build that. Yeah. Look it up on Instagram. I, I accidentally sent my phone into update mode. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um, so he looks at the pictures. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then he goes home after having dinner with us. I get a text from him at like 1030 at night. And he's like, so you want those? You want me to go ahead on them? It's like, yes. Oh, it's uh, I can probably do that. I can probably do that. Uh, so he says, okay, I'm going to get started right away. Literally, like two to three days later, he's sending me screenshots. He's sending me photos yeah. of the cabs almost done. I was like, okay, yeah, this is actually happening. This is great. And they look beautiful, like way, way, way better than those those eBay cabs. He did those like a in, interlocking like finger joints. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. And it's made, they're made out of pine and I had them leave them, uh, without any wrap. Cause I want people in videos to see like these cabs are identical. Like, these cabs are made out of the same stuff. He put a little bit of a lacquer on it. I think I still don't have them here. I'm going to pick them up tomorrow where he's going to drop them off or something like that. But they're just two empty, uh, one by 12 cabs. And I'll be able to compare speakers in cabs that are the Id- identical builds. So there'll be no doubt. He says uh, they're rounded over box joints. Box joints. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But. Oh, uh, another fun thing about them is that he cut the shape of the pick from our logo into the back baffle. Yeah. So it's like these are our cabs. Mm-hmm. These are not like cabs you can pick up anywhere. Like there's something custom going on here. I'm stoked. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely well on my way into my amp journey this year. Just this past week. I think I've got enough stuff to keep me busy for a while. Uh, in between getting a katana, a Vox AC15, two speaker cabs, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, the a fancy speaker in there. That I'm gonna put in one of them, and I've got a Weber back here. I ordered. A oh Web- yeah, I ordered a Weber to put into my you, uh, uh, my I saw terrible. You talking about that, which Weber is it? Um, let me pull it out. <laughs> Ryan's pulling out this box. I just thought it was a box full of trash because we're in the garage and usually it's everything's just trash. The Ted Weber Signature Series. Well, what model? What's the model? Signature. Sig 12FB is the model number. I should know what that Eight is. 8 ohms, 50 watts. Did you order that from their website? I did. Actually, I think I might have gotten it off eBay. But I think it comes direct from them over their eBay. Oh, okay. So yeah, someone recommended that to me. Sorry, I forgot who you were already. I think it might have been Brigham. It might have been. Uh, so eventually I'll be doing some kind of shootout here between various speakers. Uh, I'm not looking to... Okay, so that's their general purpose medium power ceramic 12. 
Um, I'm not looking to like prove that one speaker is different from the other or like discover the intricacies of the various tones that each produces and where each speaker breaks up versus another speaker. Right. Literally all I want to accomplish with these shootouts is to demonstrate to myself that speakers do make a difference because I've never, I've always had combo amps and I've never like put in new speakers. I've never updated speakers. I've never been an amp guy really at all. Right. I, I've only changed tubes and amps when the tubes go out. So it's like, I'm, I've never been like a compare gear in amps kind of guy. And this is part of my journey of discovering this stuff. Like if I can hear, or feel or like sense through the force some kinds oh of some kind of difference between uh you know like a very classic speaker like that celestian or you know this uh this weber ceramic speaker i'll be i'll be learning something that's really yeah. all i'm setting out to do is to learn and to kind of experience these things that other people talk about well this will be cool too because like i have the uh that might be the ideal amp to mess around with it on, really, is the Gamatron. Yeah. Because it's very low power, so then you're really getting... I mean, on the one hand, you could say, like, it's very low power, so you're... It's 5 watt, you're right? Gonna, it's or two, three. Two and a half. Two and a or half. Or 2.8. So then you're getting mostly, like, amp characteristic. But it could be, in, for, like, certain things, like, for, like, speaker efficiency, that could be a really, like, interesting way to look at it because you're not, like... You don't have a lot of headroom to mess around with it, so right. so uh, speaker efficiency is going to give you a perceived like massive increase in headroom. Yeah, possibly. I possibly. Mean, I, I mean, I don't know because it's really easy to find the top end of that amp's output. Yeah, and then and then just you would switch be able between to, a bunch of different cabs. Be, you would be able to per- perceive <clears throat> the volume dis- difference a little bit more precisely. Where like if I cranked my my classic fifty against the uh the acoustic i might be like yeah the acoustic was shaking my teeth more but at that point like my ears are so blown out right i'm not really going to hear a volume difference i'm not going to be able to tell if the speaker is more yeah. efficient than another speaker. we should uh we should order a uh one of those radio shack decibel meters it's probably not a bad start, idea just start doing like wacky measurements they have that you can do things with your phone but who knows how accurate that uh, is it's not about accuracy it's that the microphone on your phone is really only good for up to like the iphone 6 and higher i think it goes a little higher but like the older iphones like the iphone 4 i think the the microphone was only rated at like 90 db right right so, so that's not useful so it's not useful for like anything louder what than i that. should do is like when my wife and kid aren't home, like crank the amp in in my music room area, uh-huh. and then step outside of the room, close the door with the volume down on the guitar, and then like stand in another part of the house and play with the decimal oh reader to left in there, so I don't kill myself. No, that's where actually that's where you need the uh, uh, tone generator. Oh like my that, gosh! Like that thing that Co brought over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the that synth, just, that the mini just, synth, the mini synth, the little step step oscillator. Um, because then you just generate a single tone. So you have a consistent tone yeah. to measure your volume against. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this journey I'm going on. I'm actually, why do you need the camera tron? You've got the wongs. I've got the wongs or the wangs. Um, we still need to do a shootout between those two. No, I don't think we do. Okay. You don't want to do it. I don't know. Do you want to do it? I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm going to have two identical amp cabs with different speakers in them. But <laughs> um, Let's move on to this last ad. Yeah. And then put a bow on this thing. This last ad is sent to us by Buffalo Phil Eisenhower. He's been wanting us to do this ad for a while, and I just kept forgetting it previous episodes. Yeah, this is a smoke and play electric guitar. Uh, $350. You know, I've seen... There's like a whole thing with guitars. I know it's like an Eddie Van Halen thing. I think it's a Keith Richards thing too. It's like leaving the cigarette like up between the E and the A string right. on the on the headstock. Right. And it like leaves a nice little relic up there when the cigarette burns out. And everyone thinks you're just so full of mojo. Yeah, that's how uh, you get the mojo on your headstock. This takes it to a whole other whole other level. Like you're, you know, kids these days, they're way past cigarettes. Like cigarettes, that's for old men. Like boring old baby boomers, right? Mm-hmm. This is a guitar for our generation. This is a smoker's guitar for, for people like us, yeah. kids that yeah. are kids are that are hip and with it. This is a uh, this is a bong guitar or like yeah. a or like a hookah guitar or something. <laughs> that all I know is I don't know how you smoke this thing. Custom, fully functional electric guitar with built-in bowl and smoking hose. Okay, so this is a bong. smoke and play at your next gig. Never used. Comes so this with this is for marijuana then. Yeah, I guess. Because the bowl term goes with marijuana. Yeah. I'm betting you could no, because the hookah has like a big jar thing. I don't know how any yeah, of this stuff works. Yeah, you have to like steam. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, there's like a water. Like a hookah is like a water bong, right? I've you know I've only seen. Um, gosh, this is sounds like so square. I've only seen uh, marijuana being smoked like in person. I think twice in my life. Really? And one of those times, it was um, like vape. Oh, okay. Like, it was like dispensary stuff, so it wasn't like I guess the best way to get that stuff is is where it's just like vapeable. I don't I don't know what the technical term is. So this guy doesn't even say the brand of the guitar. It looks like it doesn't have a brand. It looks like a cheapo. Yeah, it's like super off. import. Like it's trying to be a Strat and like an like a Ibanez RG. It's got a it's got a Strat thing horn. going on, but that pick guard is very like OLP. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's it looks like he drilled a hole through the top horn, mm-hmm. and there's the bowl thing there for it's you like to, a little metal pipe to shove your to shove your marijuana into. And then there's a big black tube coming out the back of the guitar, and I'm assuming that's the part you put in your mouth. Yeah, that's your mouth part right there. So, do you put the put the whatever like marijuana, I guess, in the I guess in you, the bowl, and then you light it. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think and the way I've seen it in movies is that like people like they like torch the marijuana that's in the bowl because it doesn't sit there and burn like a pipe. I don't think right. They they blow fire onto it and then they suck the smoke through right. the pipe. So I'm assuming that's what's got to happen here, which means that you can't even play this guitar while you're smoking because you got to use the other hand for your fire. No, you could. Oh, right. You couldn't do it. You'd have to like you'd play a song and then you could tap. You'd like play a song and then you take your hit, and, right? And then you'd play another song. The thing that I would be most concerned about is like you're getting that fire really close to that guitar finish. Oh, you think anyone cares about the finish on this guitar, Steve? The thing that bogs that bothers me is that this thing's three hundred fifty bucks. That's got to be like a hundred and thirty dollar guitar. Yeah, but I mean, don't you think that's like a two hundred dollar upgrade? <laughs> there's no way. Adding a big black rubber hose to a guitar is an upgrade. Well, there's also a bowl. It's fully functional. I don't think. I I, I I'm sure there's expensive like marijuana accessories out there. I don't think that this has been used. This I don't think this was put together using the uh, the finest of equipment. 
this looks like a very standard job to me. Not that I know. I don't know anything. I'm not Mm. saying not that I know. Like I'm trying to feign. Like I don't. Like I. I'm hiding something. I literally do not know. I feel like you're hiding something. I literally do not know how to consume marijuana. I have never done it. I'm amused by this guitar, though, Steve. I feel like I feel like you're hiding something. You think I'm hiding something? We did uh, we did open for Cypress Hill that one time. That that's true. We did they could open have used, for Cypress Hill. They that could one have used time. this guitar. Yes. yes. They would have loved this guitar. I mean, uh paging Dr. Greenthumb, am I yeah. right? Yeah. This is this they is Dr. Ha- Th- they wouldn't have to page him. Dr. Greenthumb would already be there. This is Dr. Greenthumb's guitar right here, right? Yeah. I don't have any other jokes about marijuana, yeah, Steve. Yeah, I uh all I can really think of is the Hanukkah song. Uh, by Adam Sandler, I I just know that some people want to legalize it. Yeah, well, it already is. Yeah, it's pretty much legal uh, here in California um, at this point. I I know that. How's some, it, how's that have affected your life? I Steve? know some people uh, they don't they don't uh, snort the coke. Uh huh. They they only smoke uh, marijuana. Right. Um, how is I, how is the I legalization heard, of marijuana in San Diego affecting my life? Yeah. Uh, my coworkers are a lot more open about their weekend habits oh, now. Oh, okay. They uh, thought the one, you, the one you thought co- you were going to narc on them. The before, one of my huh? coworkers. Well, one of my coworkers has a has a medicinal card, but my other coworkers do not. So, so they just that. they just smoke it for fun, huh? For fun. I thought you, you had to have a glaucoma. Or any of a thousand. You think your coworkers who do it for fun would enjoy this guitar, Steve? No, they don't play. No, none of my coworkers play. They need to. They need one to, of my coworkers says he wants today. today? I bet you after Amp Week here, I bet you anything. My uh, my my habit is a lot more expensive than your coworkers' habits. <laughs> uh, today at work, um, we were talking about different genres of music. Uh-huh. And basically, like their validity, and they started talking up, started off talking about um, country music and how they all wear cowboy hats. But like, cowboys, cowboys still exist, but they don't have time to have country music careers because they're too busy being cowboys. Yeah, they're super so busy. Basically, like, how getting cows. Yeah, so being basically, boys. how all these people in like country music aren't are singing about like cowboy stuff and wearing cowboy hats. But they probably don't actually own any horses. Okay, so was your coworker high when they were having this conversation with you? It's plausible. Uh, but anyway, so then we. So you you guys were just sitting around the lab, and your coworker is like, Steve, you ever thought about cowboys? <laughs> I've been thinking about cowboys a lot, man. But that is that what how it went down? I, I wish. <laughs> so then we started talking about. Um, Metal and how like oh I don't understand metal it's just people yelling it the whole thing is this guy's like oh music should be like therapeutic like music is like helps me relax and whatever so I don't understand metal because when I hear metal like it just gets me all like jacked up and aggressive uh-huh. so I was like well for some people that's cathartic like they need like half an hour yeah. of like getting all their aggression out and then they you know whatever one of my other coworkers was like oh yeah whenever I listen to metal I'm just like man, these guys are crazy good at this instrument and like how I wish I had the time and like to put in that much effort to become that good, which I have a guitar podcast and I still say that when I listen to metal. <laughs> um, Metal's so, hard, man. 
Anyway, it's that, hard so that, rock. Was this, that was this whole discussion about like genres of That's music. That's why they call it hard rock because oh, it's difficult. <sighs> These we're talking about basically like the term the, difficult rock just didn't ever catch on. It's like guys, let's just call it hard rock. <sighs> All right, I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. Um, I'm going to thank them in the reverse order of the order that we Whoa. talked about them in the beginning. So first, uh, I'd like to thank. Cusack Music, uh, CusackMusic.com, makers of Cusack pedals. Uh, we will have a video coming up soon for the Cusack Orthrus. Yeah. High gain distortion pedal. Uh, check that out. Uh, also, I'd like to thank Barefoot Buttons. BarefootButtons.com. Make your pedals barefoot compatible. Bling out your your, your pedals. Bling yeah, them out. You can make them all the same color code. Yeah. You want all black knobs? They can do that. Yeah. You want all white maybe, knobs? You want all white knobs? Probably a racist. Maybe you used to have the line six rig where like the drives are all one color, modulate modulations are all one color, and you miss that. You miss the color combinations. So you want to get those color combinations on your your fancy new all analog uh vintage style pedal board. You can get those colors from uh barefoot buttons and yep. they'll get you fixed up. Yep. Last and certainly not least, uh, I'd like to thank Gabriel Tenorio Strings for sponsoring. Uh, you can check them out at thegts.co. Yeah. Um, so read, read about their process. Read about their history. It's a fascinating company history. Yeah. He started out being like an apprentice to a mariachi string maker, yeah. is my understanding. Um, so this is, you know, it is very much like a... Tra- traditional style yeah. manufacturing string. And like I said earlier... Like there are a lot of other companies who claim to make making handmade strings, and what that means for all those other companies is that they have a guy loading and unloading a machine that makes right. the strings by by hand. Like the, the the machine is winding the strings, the machine is doing the mechanical process. Yeah, the machine and the is guy, doing the guiding. There's a guy sitting there with his finger on the button waiting to stop it and like pull stuff out and reload things. And he's actually handling the strings with his hands, but he's not winding the strings by hands. Gabriel, the guy whose name is in the company is like hovering over your string, literally with his finger on your string, using his fingers to wind your string. Yeah. Like fingers on the winds and on the core and pulling it across the string and getting it perfect yeah by hand it is like the pure the only way it could be pure by hand is if he sat there with the core in one hand and wound it with the other hand which would take like four weeks to wind one string right right like this is hands-on stuff yeah this is as pretty much as hands-on as you can get I think as 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 practical for yeah. string manufacturers. And something he was telling me is like a lot of a lot of uh, string manufacturers like push their hex core and be like, oh, buy us, we've got hex core. Mm-hmm. Like this technology core, hex core, you're going to love it. He was telling me like hex core is not great. They do the hex core because the hex binds onto the wind so that the machine like does a better job of winding right. it. But then you get these empty spaces in between the hex and the wind where with round core, when it's round wound by hand, there's no empty space in between the wind and the mm-hmm. core. Like it's just solid string and it's just going to be a completely different product. So if you're curious at all, go check them out. Uh, really solid product by a solid dude up in LA. Yep. All right. Uh, this week's song was sent by Michael Freer. 
Uh, we are starting to run out of songs again. So if you want to send us a song uh, from your band or something you recorded that's just you, maybe you got bored and you got a uh, whatever looper program and you want to just yeah. make something, like send it to us. Maybe you got an old copy of Fruity Loops. Yep. 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. That's six zero cyclehumcast at gmail.com. So this song was sent by Michael Freer and he says, I've wanted to send in a song for a long time. But I felt embarrassed when I heard what some of the others were sending in. They were well recorded and well produced and seemed like real music. This isn't that. <laughs> this is two guys jamming around after consuming some pizza and beer while the drummer's wife was at worship team practice. I love it. It's in mono, one mic on the guitar amp, one overhead on the drums. This sounds like old YFD. Yeah, I love it. Remember when we recorded through a VCR? Yes, I do, Steve. <laughs> uh, the least cohesive guitar solos I've probably ever played, but man, did we have fun. Uh, so he said, we started with the basic chorus riff from Lou Reed's Sweet Jane and went from there. The guitar is a PV Captain America rock master. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, tune, uh, it goes into a tuner, uh, EHX POG, MXR Classic Overdrive, Ibanez TS7, Line 6 MM4, Line 6 DL4, Boss RV3 into a Fender Eric Clapton Vibrochamp recorded with the SM57 into a Yamaha AW16G. Yes, I was using a $140 guitar with a $1,000 amp. Nice. So shoot me already. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is just a sweet jam uh, from Michael Freer. Thanks, Michael, for sending this in. And like I said, if you want to send us a song, do it. We'll play it. Why not? Yeah, why not? I, you send us an audio recording of a dog like barfing, and we'll play it if he tells us a song. Gross. You're not going to disagree with me, though, are you, Steve? People have threatened to do that before. No one's ever done it. Someday. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.